This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city, summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. Hello, this is Hey Dude Shoes. This is an ad, but not for your ears, for your feet. Are they listening? Good. Hey Dude Shoes are the squishiest, airiest, lightest go-to shoes you'll ever have the pleasure of introducing your toes to. So light, a butterfly could steal them. So soft, kittens seethe with jealousy. So cushy, your hands will curse your feet for all the love and attention. Toes, you've hit the jackpot of comfy. Hey Dude, good to go to. And welcome again to Cottage Talk. I'm Russ Goldman. Joining me right now is Max Cohen. This is our post-match show of Fulham's last friendly of the season as they get ready for the Liverpool match to start the Premier League season. Max, I can't believe we're talking about this. We are six days away from that. But again, this is our initial reaction, or you could say post-match show. We'll call it post-match show of what we just watched, my friend. So I want to get your thoughts on... Just your first opening thoughts on what we watched today. I'll just share, and then I'll go to you. Just I was impressed by what I saw. Yes, they gave up a goal, but I thought Fulham played very well, my friend. And I'm going to say very well. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think first thing you have to mention that it's a friendly, and the intensity was was lower than we'd expect next week in the Premier League. But I think there were a lot of encouraging signs. As you said, the passing was crisp at times. I think the new signings played quite well. You mentioned Pereira before he joined the show. I thought I think all of Pereira, them played well. I've been surprised by him. Uh, yes. I thought Paulinha is clearly going to be oh. a difference maker in central midfield, protecting the back four. I was impressed by him. And then, of course, Mbabu came on and within a couple of minutes got the assist. So a lot of positives to take from it. Um, of course, with the goal we conceded, 
it showed that there are some defensive frailties. But let's be clear. I don't think Tim Ream and Tosin looked outmatched today. But we have to remember. I was a little surprised the, by that, to be the, honest with you. Miller Al's best player wasn't playing. Yeah. yeah. I, and again, we, we have to talk about that. It wasn't friendly. They weren't playing Moreno for the most of the match. I think we had it a bit easy. The real worries, in my opinion, were the fullbacks. I was not really, oh. really that impressed with Tete and, and Robinson. I think it's clear. Robinson, why. I thought, yeah. had a shocker, Max. I, and, yeah. and again, people know how I feel about him, but I'm watching him and I want him to do well. I thought he was poor today. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of lessons to be learned, which which they should know, is that when you play against top-level opposition like Villarreal and like we're going to play like in the Premier League every week, yep. mistakes get punished. And we saw that today. And it's not going to be as generous as it was in the championship when you can get away with giving away the ball in your own defensive third. If that happens in the Premier League, a goal is going to happen nine times out of ten. And even if it's the first half like we saw today when I thought we were the better team by far, right? you give – a team like Villarreal, one chance, they'll take Just it. one chance. That quality. That's all it took. And then this is something we saw back in 2000, you know, 2021, 2018, 19, the two past Premier League seasons when we got relegated, we'd have spells of matches when we'd be playing well by all accounts. And then this one defensive lapse, and it's 1-0, and the wind's out of our sails. Uh, and, I, and that's what we saw today in, in some respects. So I think we need reinforcements. We know that. But, hey, we got a draw. Mitch Rich got a goal. Good for his confidence. And I think Marcus Silva's we, – we look we look better prepared than I think I expected, at least, at this stage. That's how I feel, my friend. That's, again, how I feel. I was expecting something similar to what we saw against Benfica, which I thought was a, a crap show. I thought it was horrible and actually left me a little bit concerned. But I kept saying, well, they still have time. They'll be adding players, and it'll be coming together. It was the beginning of – some of these friendlies it was the second one, but I still had a feeling that there was still growth there. And of course, I think now we've seen some growth in a few weeks and you could see it coming together. You could see the crisp passing, which I think was something I wasn't expecting. I actually said to a friend before the match, I said, I have a feeling that this is going to be like the Benfica match and everyone's going to go in panic mode. Well, that's not what we got here. We got something very different. I'll just share my opening thoughts and we'll go through observations of for first half and then of course the second half and max as you said you know again i'll just say it i was pleasantly surprised what really stood out for me was the pressing i thought the pressing was very good i think they caused some problems with villarreal how they wanted to approach a plan out from the back the goalkeeper was annoying what he was doing but Fulham, it was it was like this cat and mouse game but i thought Fulham did a very good job when they were trying to press but the player that stood out to me, and I also want to mention this, if you're watching live, who was your man of the match? I'm going to say right now my man of the match was Andres Pereira because I thought he was good. Listen, I'm very concerned about losing Carvalho, uh, and that is a vital position for Fulham. But what I saw from Andres Pereira was encouraging today. As you said, Max, it's a friendly. We'll see what happens against Liverpool. But I was encouraged by his play. The play of Paulina, because I thought Paulina was all over the pitch. Again, covers so much ground. I think that's encouraging. So those are the bright spots overall for me. But the negatives, and again, I'm glad that you talked about the fullbacks, because I thought both fullbacks were very, again, average. And I thought Anthony Robinson at times was poor. So that's where I'm going on that. But again, let's get into really talking about what we watched today. But before we do that, I also want to mention to please subscribe on YouTube. We're going to be doing so many live shows 
So if you subscribe, you'll get the alerts to us going live on YouTube. We are live on Twitter, and we're also live on Facebook. But such a great way to to watch us is on YouTube. Okay, my friend, I'll go to you first. Give me your first half observations. Let's stick with the first half. Yeah, the, the first half, we were the better side, plain and simple. Villarreal didn't really have many attacks of note. I don't think Rodak had to make a save all all half, and then he had to pick the ball out of his net, you know, halfway through. So at the end of the day, I think there's a lot of good movement. You look at the starting 11, I think we should start there. Right. And it didn't look great. We had the new signings in, a couple of them, Paulini and Pereira. But apart from that, that's that's a championship side from last year, missing Harry Wilson. Yes. Um, so if you look at that starting 11 just by quality, Deckard over Reed starting, you wouldn't normally start. Um, but apart from that, and we obviously Nico Williams started second half this season. That was larger the side that went up. And I don't think that's where a lot of fans expected us to be six days before we start our Premier League campaign against Liverpool, who, as we saw yesterday, they're going to be up for it. They're not sleepwalking through preseason. They just won the Community Shield. So that being said, I was impressed at how the first half went, considering the quality of the squad on paper. I think, you know, Cabana looked up for it. Deca looked up for it. There's, there's quick passing. And as you mentioned, Pereira, someone who I had a lot of question marks about. I don't think he produced at a top level consistently. And it was, it was a gamble, I think, to buy him on a permanent basis. Yeah. His set-piece delivery looks really good. We've seen that in other matches. He's bright. He's passing. He's passing. passing. He has a bit of, you know, tricks, which I think sometimes are superfluous. Sometimes he had the ball away. But overall, I think he's going to be someone who starts almost every single match for us. Yeah. And is going to be a creative force. So, obviously, that was the positives. The big chance, I think, was Deckard over Reed. And it was a good ball in, but he kind of turned his back to it. That was the main we had, we had good attacking spells, but I couldn't really point to many clear cut chances apart from that. That could have sure miss. But and it was the build up play, though. Yeah, yeah, the build up play is good. I agree. I agree. I think Paulina as well. First time I've really seen him, you know, over over ninety minutes. Essentially, I'm really impressed because oh. I think one thing I've always talked about in the Premier League seasons we've struggled in the past couple of seasons when we've been up yeah. is that there's not that strong presence to protect the back four. You know, I would say Ken McDonald, but we know he's not a Premier League player, but a Ken McDonald-like player. This is a being, Premier League Ken exactly. McDonald. And, and we've been missing that. You think about the past couple seasons. Totally agree. And Gisa was never it. really that player. Totally you know, agree. Sarri certainly wasn't that player. Yep. Callum Chambers did his best, but that's not yep. really his best position. Now we have yep. a true holding midfielder yep. who's going to get stuck in. Set also everything draws up. a lot of fa- fouls. Yes. Sets things up. That's a little ner- nerve-wracking, though, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that was like, the positives. Okay. The negatives, okay. right? We'll look at the negatives. Yep. And that was, of course, the goal. And I, I don't want to be too negative about it because there was one instance, but Chukwese is obviously one of their best players. And Robinson just got beat, plain and simple, with, a, with a, quite a straightforward pass. It wasn't like it was an amazing flowing move. He just got, it was a straight ball down the, the wing and, and just got beat. Reem does well with the header, but everyone, if you watch the replay, all of our defenders rush towards the goal line. And no one's thinking, oh, wait, what if that ball gets cleared back out to the top of the box, which it did. Yeah. I think maybe accuse Paulinha of ball watching, Pereira, maybe. perhaps. Not all their fault, but that's where you need your central midfielders to be. Because at the end of the day, it's a great finish. It's a great hit by Perejo. It's a great hit, but no one's around it. But beyond that, Villarreal did next to nothing, my friend. They really didn't do much. I mean, that was their one big chance. And as you said, that's what killed us two seasons ago. So as I'm going to give full and praise. You have to be wary of these situations and these, uh, I guess you could say negative 
situations that we're seeing during matches. You cannot make these types of mistakes, and they did. And the fullbacks, as you mentioned, and maybe there was some ball watching as well. It's something that they need to correct. So in a way, it annoys me, but I also think it's a good thing if you are a positive person like myself, it's something to work on because you don't want to be giving up goals like this. You're going to look at yourself and say, this is what we need to correct. But as we're talking about this, my friend, I'm glad that we're talking about the first half. I want to focus on central midfield. And there's a player we haven't talked about, and I'm curious your thoughts on this because when I'm watching the first half, I'm thinking, where's Harrison Reed going to fit in here? I think I'm starting to see his role. I'm starting to see why Marco was pushing him a little bit further up last season. Because if you have Paulina playing his role, it allows Harrison Reed to do a little bit more, my friend. He can still protect, but he can go forward, and he can actually affect the match. I noticed that in the first half. I kind of liked what I saw from Harrison Reed. I want your view on that and how he plays in this midfield three. Yeah, I think, as you mentioned, he's a person who's very quick on the ball. And as always, he's, his footballing brain, I think, is excellent. He's always looking for the next pass quick touch and move this, this season, I think is going to be key. And I think you mentioned last season, Silva want to play him further forward. We're seeing why now I'm not sure if I'm totally in love with it, but okay. there are other situations in the pitch, which need, you know, addressing before that I've addressed that, that Harrison Reed situation. Yeah. I think it'll be good for us, but I, I just worry because yesterday we played a good side and yes, we got a draw, but and I just keep saying this and, you might get annoyed, but the intensity just wasn't there. We know, know how quick the Premier League is, and I just don't want us to draw too many conclusions from today because we had a lot of time on the ball. They didn't press us at all, essentially. We were doing most of the pressing, as you were saying. Against the Liverpool, you know, obviously one of the best teams in the league. We, I think we're going to be found out. Um, and I don't know oh, if I agree necessarily with on, the, on the, uh, the attacking side, but I'm worried more about the defense sure. um, and, and how we react to a team who's going to press us when we play out from the back because we can see how the fullbacks that's that's where the pressure is going to be when we're playing out from the back and they're the weak links at the moment um but central midfield i was very surprised you know i think today it worked today yes yes and and that's all i want to put i want to judge it by what we're watching max i understand what you're saying it is a friendly it's not going to be the intensity level is not what it should be okay so let's be honest here but it's also a dress rehearsal for both sides, right? So for me, it was a very good dress rehearsal. It got us a chance to see how the passing can work. And I was actually really impressed to see that. Defensively, those questions are still going to be there. And they should be there because we need reinforcements there. What I want to say, and again, my observations of the first half, going back to it, are positive. And, but again, it doesn't change. I, I think it's okay. And I actually went on Twitter and I said, I thought it was a good first half. I saw many say decent. I thought it was a good first half. And I, we can quibble on good and decent, but I think it's okay to say it's good and also be able to observe that we need reinforcements in the back. It's okay. It's okay to give them credit. We all know what they still need. If you're giving them credit, it's not going to stop us from observing what they need, or it's not going to stop the team from getting reinforcements if we give them praise, Max. I think sometimes supporters can think, well, I need to criticize them. I need to be so negative so the club acts. You can, 
but you can also praise them when they deserve it. And I thought they deserved it in the first half. That's all where I was going on my first half observations, which are on Twitter. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong. I think we were clearly the better side in that first half. We just didn't really have the cutting edge. Mitrich didn't get involved as much as we would have liked. And I think, you know, we have to remember that we're missing Harry Wilson and we're missing Solomon. Right. Um, and I think both those players would be really key in the Premier League. I'm really excited to see Solomon play. I so guess am I. he couldn't have played because it's not the 1st of August. Right. Weird rule. Like, we announced him as a player. So why can't he play? Whatever. Don't really understand. Um, but understand again, either. Harry Wilson was one of our best performers, if not our second best performer. He wasn't out there. Last season. So, and I think he got injured in a, in a closed door friendly is what I've been hearing. Okay. So we have to remember that, that I think the possession was good. I think we lacked a cutting edge at times in this match, but hopefully that will change when we get the two really bright wingers. And I expect those wingers to start over I Cabano and Decadova Reed. So it was in essence, kind of a second choice team in some respects today. So maybe that's even more to your point, Ross, is even yeah. with the team, which is not going to be starting week in, week out, we look decent. We look good. Right. And that's my point. And going back to talking about observations in the first half, Niskin's Cabano playing on the right. What did you make of him playing on the right side and BDR playing on the left? Yeah, they were swapping um, sometimes. And I think that's always good to have. I think Silva likes to have the flexibility. Cabano for me, I love him. I can't really think of anything he did today. If okay. You, but do you, you think me. he can cut it? Do you think um, he could be someone that can be involved, at least a squad player? Do you think he could come yeah. off the bench? What do you why think not? in the Premier yeah. League? Why, why not? He, he should definitely okay. be an impact sub. I think his end product, I don't know if that's going to be there in the Premier League. We have not really seen him. We've not really seen him contribute in the top flight ever. I think he's a very good championship player. So I, I would hesitate to give too much credit to him in the Premier League, but there's no reason if we're chasing a goal 15, 10 minutes to go, he'll come on. But ideally, a squad we'd have, he wouldn't play a big role. Okay. Because if we have Wilson out there, we have Solomon out there, I think those are the two players which are better than him. I was actually more impressed today by Deco de Vareed, who, I thought Bobby Deco de Vareed played very I mean, well. I, was, yeah. was, was he not our top scorer last time we were in the Premier League? That's uh, so funny that you think, say that. I'm often critical of him because I think sometimes he just misses chances he should score, but he actually has produced for us in the top flight, and why not give him more of a shot? I think if I'm bringing someone off the bench, I'd be more likely to bring in Deckard over Reed yep. than the others. Okay. Let me uh, share some comments. We're just getting into the show. This is from Neil Stewart. But the fragility of this team was on full display yep. today. There will be injuries this year, and depth is a real issue, even if we make a couple more moves. Neil, you're right, and I'm not going to disagree with you on that. When I'm looking at the transfer window right now, I, I see the priorities being starters, but they also need depth. And it's a good point from Neil that they're going to need that. You know, again, we could talk about the second half. I, I did like the fact that two of the youngsters came on, but that also shows that they do need depth, my friend. You know, especially at the center back position. If I'm seeing this correctly, it's possible that uh, another center back might be leaving. You know, Congolo might be leaving. He's a trialist right now. I I want to say at Stoke. So, again, I'm having to think, why are they letting right? all these players leave and go on trial? And Yeah, so what are your thoughts? I mean, if Stoke take him, that would be a miracle. I don't know any team would ever want to sign that player because he's, he's fit one, one out of a thousand matches. So, if they yeah. please get him out of here. Um, that's a bit harsh, but come on. 
yeah. how many games he played for us. That being said, I, I was going to bring that up too, Russ. I didn't want to be too negative because I know you get on me sometimes. Oh, no, no, no. I, I want you to be <laughs> negative. That's why I but, want you to be you. But you're, th- what you said about the center backs is, I think, the most glaring deficiency in this team. And frankly, I'm terrified of what happens. I mean, Tim Ream and Tosin did all right today, did well today. They weren't really challenged, but you can't, we have to be clear. We can't point to anything they did and be like, that's unbelievably bad. They weren't. So we, we, can't, we can't say that. No. That being said, I think we've seen Tim Ream in the Premier League. That's all I'm going to say on the matter because no. I don't want to attack him. I really like the guy. I think he's a servant for the club, but we see him in the Premier League. I just have to point anyone to the 3-0 loss to Villa last season for, yep. for what happens when he plays against, it's not even a great side, an, an average to mediocre Premier League side. Okay. We've also seen Tosin make some mistakes in the Premier League. But I'm not asking for him to be replaced because I'm realistic. But those are the only two center backs we have who have any Premier League experience in the squad. How can a team go into the season six days away with two recognized Premier League center backs and one of them See, should, not, me, should not be starting? We should I mean, be, be blaming the side. Yeah. And, and I'll go back two seasons ago, Max, and, and if you remember correctly, I was very critical of the fact that they left a player go out on loan uh, they let Mawson leave, if you remember correctly, and they did not replace him. Like, why are you doing this? If they do the same thing, whether Silva wants this player or not, why are you doing this? Do you have that much faith in the youngsters, the two young center backs? I think that's great, but you need proven players out there in the Premier League. What are you doing? Why have you not been able to find a replacement? I understand that it does take time. I've said I'll take be able to deal with it a little bit if they bring these players in, if they're quality. But if you're, you know, again, if you're going to let a player go out alone, you've got to have someone or even trial. You're going to have someone come in. This, the club definitely deserves criticism. I'm glad that you brought that up. My friend, I, w- I want to share some comments. This is an interesting one. This is from someone that actually just joined us. I'm a Chelsea fan on loan to form as a fan for at least until the January transfer window. I'm using PlayStation FIFA to learn my new team. I even purchased a foam shirt. Phantom of many topics. Welcome to foam. And yeah, he also he also let, liked it. Let's let's take away the loan. You know, just just w- w- there's nothing good about Chelsea, <laughs> uh, sir. So oh, here just, we just go. I'm a foam fan. Um, just just why would you ever want to support Chelsea? Um, okay. Well, I'll leave it at that. But hey, glad glad you're watching the show. One thing I want to say, Ross, quickly about yeah, the center back ahead. issue. I think a lot of uh, supporters have a counter argument. And they say, well, you know, the transfer window is open until the end of August, which is true. It you know, is. It's not, like, it's not like once Liverpool starts, we're done for the season. That right. being said, everyone knows that it's going to be tight for us to stay up in the Premier League. And everyone can agree that every point matters. Those are not controversial things. Yep. Look, look at our first match of the season. Liverpool, we're probably going to lose that. Not too bothered. Then we play Wolves away. We play at Brentford home. Arsenal away. Brighton home. So I'm looking at three matches. Wolves away. Brentford home. Brighton home. Those are three massive matches. I think totally ideally agree. we could target two wins and a draw in an ideal yeah. world. We want to have our strongest squad in place for those games. I agree. And that includes a center back. So it's if if for some reason we draw points in those matches because of our defensive frailties, you have to point fingers at, at the transfer policy because yes, we have the we can make transfers through that time. Yep. But we're throwing away winnable matches. I mean, Brentford home, Brighton at home, those are games we should be targeting for three points and we're going to go into them unprepared at the moment i hope i'm wrong well i hope you're wrong too my friend and my argument on this and i've said this on college talk 
that I want them to sign quality players. And sometimes that takes a little, little bit. We saw what happened with Anderson. I want another Anderson. Sometimes that takes time, as you said, the situation with the window. But you have to be able to balance it with what's going on now. And I can't say why they have not been able to get a center back in. I understand the criticism, but they leave themselves open to this criticism by not getting one center back. And dare I say they need two, I'll even say three that they desperately need, especially if you're going to let Congola go, you could use three quality center backs, at least one, potentially two starters and a backup. And of course, we're talking about that they need depth. They need a backup striker. There's all kinds of things they still need. I love what they've done so far in the window, my friend, but there's a lot of work to be done. And the club deserves the criticism that they're getting. They absolutely do. I'm not going to say that they don't. I can be a little bit more patient on this and maybe some can, but the season's about to start. They're going to have to really up the ante a little bit and get players in. I And can they wait to the end of the window? Yes, but that's a losing formula. For me, we've seen that movie. We've seen that movie in 2018. I don't want to see that movie again. I absolutely don't. I want them to try to get these players in, but they need to move on from targets if they're not coming in, my friend. You know, this Diop thing, we're seeing it in the press. If they can't get them, move on. Move on to your next target. Get someone here that wants to be here that you can make a deal with. Don't settle for trying to win the deal. See, this is the issue I have with Fulham sometimes. And I see it with my New England Patriots. I think there's a little bit of parallel. Sometimes they want to win the deal. And again, this is a criticism of Tony Khan. I don't care if you win the effing deal. Get the player here. If it's going to take a little bit more money to get the player, get the player. I don't care if you're going to win the business deal. Get the player. That's the way I look at it, my friend. I know we've gone off on a tangent, but, you know, that's, again, I know film supporters want to hear talk about the transfer window. But I do want to get back and focus on this match. So let's now talk about the second half, Max. And I just want to get your overall thoughts. We'll, We'll talk about the goal that film scored in the second half. But overall, second half observations. Yeah, it was a little choppier, as you were saying. So many substitutions does that to a match. There's certainly less flow to it. I think both teams kind of took a step back. You know, there's there are fewer clear-cut chances. And I think Villarreal grew into the match, did a couple of nice breaks, I thought, with Nicholas Jackson on the left wing. Certainly, time after time, we saw Tete kind of getting caught up the field, Tosin having to cover, and he ended up doing well. Um, but Villarreal really grew into the match, I, I would say. And then there were the two big chances for Mitro, one of which he, he, he'll he want to have that one back. Wow. Let's just say that. Um, yeah. But the other one he took well. I'd say the first chance that hit off the bar, excellent ball from Pereira. Just a re- That's exactly what we've been missing. Hopefully what we can replace with Garvalho is that creativity. Exactly. Um, that that curling cross the ball to Decatur Reed was just superb. And then credit to Decatur Reed. I really thought he was going to hit it first time and maybe, you know, shank it wide or blaze yep. it over. But he has the vision to lay it off simple to Mitro, who had an open goal. And, and, and that's that's a howler. That's a really bad miss from oh, him. But, for him. you know, yeah. strikers uh, have a short memory. And then, of course, he scored the goal in the, uh, in the 87th minute. And we can talk about that a bit later. Yep, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. I'll share my view of the second half, and you already – talked about how I felt about it. I thought it was more even in the second. I thought Fulham was the better side in the first half. Substitutions came from both sides, but 
overall, I thought it was a decent second half where I'll say the first half was a good, good first half, second half decent. But there were some moments, and I still got to see the crisp passing. I still got to see the play. The one thing, again, that stands out to me is some of the pressing, Max, because they're going to have to do that in the Premier League. I've seen, like, we're talking about, will we see a different foam side from the championship team? This looks a little bit different how they're going to approach it. Would you agree with me? And I think we saw that overall in the match. They look a little bit different, meaning I don't remember how much we really pressed in the championship. I'm seeing a real concerted effort here to press the team, especially that play out from the back, and it can lead to some good things. I know we're talking about a friendly, but I saw that in the last friendly too against Estro. The pressing is something that is eye-opening to me. I, I think that's something that they're working on. Yeah, sure. For sure. Um, I think also the pressing and the quicker passing kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah. With the realization that the Premier League is going to be a different beast and it's going to be a much quicker style of play. And you're not going to have time on the ball. And by extension, you're going to have to make sure your opponents don't have time on the ball. So I agree with you. I think Silva clearly worked on that in preseason. Of course, the players who we saw play today were the players he's had the most time to, to shape and to get his you know, vision in over, over the offseason when they've been there. Um, and I think maybe it's paying off. So that's encouraging. Okay, very good. All right, let's now go and talk about the goal. We talked about the missed opportunity from Mitro. But what stands out to me, and you could see him fading near the end, was uh, Kenny Tete. Kenny Tete comes off, and uh, he might have picked up a knock. And you now see Kevin and Mabu make an appearance. And, and Babu, I thought, in a very short period of time, Max, played fairly well here. And obviously, it actually went a little bit before he set up the goal here. He, again, he looks confident. He's a 27-year-old player. And people have said to me, he'll be your starter, Russ. And I said, well, I still believe in Kenny Tete. In only a short period of time, I now have doubts that it'll be Kenny Tete because Kevin and Babu looked impressive in a very short period of time. The pass and, again, just the overall quality that he brought, my friend, Obviously, we could talk about the goal, but let's still first talk about Kevin and Babo here. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Tete had that cramp, came off, and Mbabu, I think, already, you know, really showed him up in the matter of minutes, which is, uh, which is, uh, says a lot, I think, about the instant impact he made. He was always, every time he passed the ball in the right back position, his first idea was, let me move forward. Let me make the yeah. overlap. Let me get down the wing. And that's really positive. I think that's what the modern fullback really needs. I think I think Tete has the same instinct. It's just that his service isn't as good or isn't as reliable. Now we didn't see Mbabu play for a whole match, so I don't. We didn't really get to see him defensively, and that's another thing we have to take into account: is how good yeah. is he at his recovery runs? How good is he positionally? We just don't know yet. But I mean, that ball fizzed across the box for Mitrovic. That's what we've been crying out for all match. So that was really refreshing to see that. Okay, very good there, my friend. And it really was. And, you know, I, again, I wasn't one that, that thought that right back was the biggest need of the fullbacks. I still think it's left back, my friend. And we could talk about that right now. Do you agree with me, getting back to while we're talking about this, that left back was a bigger need even to start off than right back? Yeah, I mean, it's clear that Silva has no faith in Tete just based on what we saw with Nico Williams last season. Right. As soon as Nico Williams came in, he was the starter. Right. And 
he's always been looking to get a right back and bought a right back to replace Tete. So that just might be a thing with the manager that he just does not rate right. Tete one bit. But as a supporter, but as a isn't left back glaring? Isn't left back glaring? I, I really go back and forth on Anthony Robinson, Rossi. He really gives me a hard time because sometimes I think this guy's the future. I want him to do plays, well. And I want to stress negative. this. I want him to do well. I do. But, Sometimes his decision-making is just really poor and he tries to dribble people in his own half and he just, he, he still hasn't shown any sort of improvement in my mind in his. It's the decision-making. I agree with you. It really is the decision-making. He's very pacey. He's, he's, he's quite good at card tricks. Um, he can do, he can do a back. Oh, he's great at card tricks. <laughs> but I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know if in the Premier League, Anthony Robinson is going to be a solid defender. And that worries me. It really does. I, I agree with that. And again, I thought he held his own two seasons ago, but I also thought at times he showed, uh, again, that there are some weaknesses there. And I think we saw that. And, you know, again, listen, they might need, well, again, I think Anthony Robinson can play in the Premier League, but I think we know Joe Bryant is not a Premier League player. So regardless, they need a left back. I think that's obvious. So I want a starting left back. And I've said that, and I've had, Fans of the U.S. men's national team that have come down on me, my friend, when it comes to Anthony Robinson, they expect me just to say how great Anthony Robinson is. I, I said, I watch him each and every week, and I'm telling you, Fulham need a better left back. And they're like, they're shocked by this. And I said, I'm sorry, I'm telling you what I watch on a regular basis. You don't see him as often as Max and I. We see him all the time. We see the ability, but we also see the lack of decision-making that you said. And the crossing's appalling. And I keep going back to, I talked about that. On, that hasn't improved. The, the crossing is horrible. Anyways, I know we're going off on a tangent. But let's now focus back on the end of the match. What did you make, and again, we're talking about second half observations, of Jay Stansfield and Luke Harris? Yeah, I'm really glad you brought that up. Because that's one of the things we really look out for in preseason is how can we get the youngsters I'm glad that they got in this yeah. match. I, I think Stansfield was... It was interesting he was played in the wing, which I guess is a, a realization of the fact which he's not really going to challenge Mitro in the number nine position. Right. I'd never seen Stansfield play in a wide position before. Uh, but, yeah, he was good, you know. I he thought he was. Two where he was tripped. He was pretty he, good. He could have had a goal there. Yeah. Um, he showed really good pace and desire. I mean, he's someone, I think, who is going to just – a youngster is going to work just 110% every match because he wants to prove himself. And that's such a valuable asset to have. It almost reminded me of how Sessignon started out. Is right. just really scrappy and just will chase down every ball, will slide to every slide tackle, will get stuck in, um, and has a really good turn of pace. Luke Harris as well really impressed me. Didn't see, I think, as much of him as we saw Stansfield, but yep. in the in the little touches we saw, very good technically. I know the acad- people who watch the academy closely rate yep. him very highly, Luke Harris. Um very promising. You know, I would have loved to see them maybe for 30 minutes instead of, you know, 15, 20, but right. I think there's a lot there. I don't know how much they're going to see in the Premier League though, because we oh, love them I in the preseason, but the Premier League is a different beast. And it's, it's hard because young players need to get playing time. And I'm not sure if a relegation dogfight is necessarily the best chance to, to get them acclimated, but I was really encouraged by what I saw. So was I, it's funny because I think Luke Harris is, going to be a player that we're going to be talking about in, say, two to three years. Jay Stansfield has, I think, an opportunity maybe to make more of an impact over the next couple of years. We'll see. But uh, I did like what I saw from him. Does he have a role this season? I'm not sure. 
just because, like you said, the Premier League, is he ready for that? Can he compete? He might, but I just don't know if he's going to get enough game time to really show what he can do and improve as a player. So that's going to be the rub with Jay Stansfield. Okay, good stuff. I really enjoyed doing the show. I'm glad that we've done the show. I miss you, Max. We haven't done enough, but listen, coming up next, we're going to end the show talking about man of the match. If you're watching it live, please feel free to share who was your man of the match. Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city, summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. Hello, this is Hey Dude Shoes. This is an ad, but not for your ears, for your feet. Are they listening? Good. Hey Dude Shoes are the squishiest, airiest, lightest go-to shoes you'll ever have the pleasure of introducing your toes to. So light, a butterfly could steal them. So soft, kittens seethe with jealousy. So cushy, your hands will curse your feet for all the love and attention. Toes, you've hit the jackpot of comfy. Hey Dude, good to go to. Want a great way to recognize your employees? Check out Custom Inc. Have you ever thought about doing something special for your customers? Custom Inc. can do that too. And wouldn't your team love some custom gear? Custom Inc. is ready. Custom Inc. is your go-to custom gear partner with great customer service, quality products, and all-in pricing along with personalized help when you need it and an easy-to-use website when you don't. Plus, everything is 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Check out what we can do for your business at custominc.com. Okay, Max, let's get to it. Man of the match. I already went off and said that my man of the match was Andres Pereira, and he just stood out for me. I think Fulham are going to miss Fabio Carvalho, but if this player can do what he did today, again, we're going to talk about that as a friendly, and I've noticed him in other friendlies. I I think they'll still miss Carvalho, but maybe not as much as I thought. I think he could be an asset. He's got something to prove here. He was my man of the match. I think Pereira really impressed me. I think he's probably up there in my end of the match estimation, but I'm going to have to go Mitch Rich just because he got the goal. And he showed, I think, really good mentality because he missed a really – he missed a sitter, played and simple, just a terrible finish, empty net. She was putting that in 10 times out of 10. He rebounds, gets back, doesn't let that affect him, and, and gets a goal later on. So Mitch Rich for me. But Pereira, definitely honorable mention, really, really bright. And I think that's the main thing is that I was curious in how he'd adapt and whether he'd think a relegation fight was, you know, beneath him or whether he doesn't really want to be in England. I think he's, his effort has been great and his technical quality is obviously there for all to see. Okay, excellent. I'll share some comments. If you're watching live, feel free to share some others as well. Our friend Neil Stewart, Paulina, <laughs> man of the match for deserving a red and friendly. Honestly, Neil? Yeah. He deserved the red. He actually did. Let's be honest. For, for which challenge? The second challenge. The second challenge. Oh, I agree with Neil on this. Uh, I was yeah. expecting him to be sent off. I was expecting <laughs> him to be sent off. You don't agree, Max? Oh, you know, I, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, he was definitely over exuberant. Yeah, but, but you know, it's funny because I still think he's going to be a key player for Fulham. I'm going to say that. I definitely do. So our friend, our new friend, let's see if he becomes a – Fulham support, Mitrovic, man of the match, goes with Max. I certainly understand that. 
I'm going to stick with uh, my thoughts on uh, Pereira. Let's see. <laughs> it's so funny. I love this comb. He didn't see the match. He's, he's going to go with Mbabu probably by what we already said. So there you go. So thank you. Let's see. Our friend Wayne Wayne Walden. Thank you, Wayne, for chiming in. He goes with Mitro. God, I, you know, everyone's going with Max. That gets me. Everyone's going to go with Max, but I, I certainly understand that. Okay, good stuff. Max, I have thoroughly enjoyed doing the show with you. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a while. And um, we will do a show before the Liverpool match, and we'll, we'll give our season predictions. I've already given mine, so I'm going to give it again here, and I'll probably do it on our show to preview the Liverpool match. Max, give, give me your season prediction for foam. I'll share mine right now. I said 15th. I'm being bold and I'm going 15th. Max, do we survive? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm never going to predict foam to go down, Russ. You know me too well to okay, say that. I do. My friends are asking this all the time. And I said to them, if Tim Ream starts more than 10 matches, we'll probably go down. Um, but I, yeah. I'll predict 17th. You'll that's, go 17th? That's, that's, that's how I'm going to go. I think we'll just just stay up by the skin of our teeth. Um, but, yeah, it's been a great show. It's been great to see everyone in the comments on YouTube. We, we love to get the YouTube engagement, as Russ has been saying. Yep. Uh, I just saw Michael B. said he's going to be a Fulham fan this season. He visited Fulham earlier this summer. So that's great to see new fans coming in as well. As a new friend who hopefully ditches the Chelsea support. Um, but, yeah, great to see all the engagement. And we're really looking forward to a, to a great season. So am I, my friend. So am I. And uh... – Listen, I want to thank everyone that has liked us on YouTube. It really does help. And uh, the interaction today has been great. You know, it's funny. I'm just looking at the numbers, people watching us live. Just, you know, and again, that doesn't give us the total number, but there's a decent amount that are watching us live. So we really appreciate it. We're going to be doing a bunch of live shows. So the best way to get alerts is to subscribe on YouTube if you haven't already. And I look forward to the season. And uh, it's funny, Max, I'll share this with you before we go. So I've been asked to do a show and talk about Fulham on a radio show here in New England on Wednesday. You're going to appreciate this. I'm going to share this with you. So on Wednesday, hopefully around 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'm going to be on the Big Jab up in Maine. And they want me on to talk about Fulham. How about that? A show in Maine wants me on to talk about Fulham. They happen to really love football. And actually one of the hosts is uh, an Everton supporter. So I've been on before and he wants me to preview Fulham on the big jab up in Maine, which is kind of cool. But on top of that, this is the part that you're going to appreciate. I am actually going to be as a part of the media. I have media access for Patriots training camp on Wednesday for the very first time. And I'll be there at Gillette Stadium talking on the big jab about the Patriots in full. So it's kind of a big deal for me. It's the first time that I've had media access at Gillette Stadium. Uh, At least I hope that I do get. I've been told that I will. So I should be at Gillette Stadium on Wednesday. And at the same time, I'll be talking foam. So it'll be nice. It's weird. I'll be talking Patriots and foam together, my two loves. So I just thought I would share that. Very exciting, Russ. I can't wait to tune in. That's awesome. That's great. And listen, if anyone doesn't know already, please follow Max at Max P. Cohen on Twitter. And if you want some good politics, <laughs> Max is your man. He is the man talking politics. He's Again, he's got all the good information 
about what's going on in the U.S. in regards to politics, please do follow Max. Max, any final thoughts before we wrap this up? It just feels like just yesterday we were winning 7-0 against Luden um, to, to go up. <laughs> and when the title now, six days to go, Premier League season starting, went by like that, which is the best way yeah. to have preseason go. Uh, cannot wait to experience the Premier League this year with you again, Ross. Um, hopefully we stay up this time. Simple, okay. I'm a very simple ask, just not not the bottom three. <laughs> okay, very good. I want to share this. This is from our, our new friend here. So just so you know, he was the Marlboro. So that was that's actually about a half hour from where I where I live. I live in Walpole, Massachusetts, so not that far away. But he's a Cowboys fan. I'll let that one go. I'll <laughs> I'll definitely let that one go. That's okay. Max, are you still a Redskins fan? No, Russ, come on. That's really insulting. I'm a what? Giants fan. I've always been a Giants oh, fan. You I'm sorry. That. I, I, I can't believe you said that. I really oh. can't believe you said that. <laughs> I I hate the Washington team. Always have. Um, wow. But, oh, I, yeah. I, oh, oh, and I'm sorry. I forgot to call them the Washington Commanders. So, boy, that's a really bad on me. It's the Washington Commanders, right? Which, again, very interesting name. So, okay, well, the Washington football team. Sorry about that. Washington football team, and Max is a Giants fan. Wow, wow. I, I completely forgot Max. I, I, I should know my Max trivia. I really <laughs> should. Okay, well, I'm going off on another t- – I've gone off on several tangents. We need to wrap up this show. For my good friend Max Cohen, I'm Russ Cohen. Thank you as always for watching and listening to Cottage Talk. Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city – Summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. Lift tickets. They had a good run. But now there's Epic Day Pass. Choose to ski or ride one to seven days and select your resort access to Vail, Park City, and more. All while paying less compared to Lyft tickets. Sorry, Lyft tickets. It's time for Epic Day Pass. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.